Hey y'all and welcome to Every Little Things Podcast. If you are new to my podcast, welcome. Oh my gosh, I know it's been a long time. I know, I know, don't fuss at me. I really missed you all, so I had to get back on my podcast because I'm like, oh my gosh, I was riding down the road one day and I don't know if y'all remember that old song back in the 90s by Aaron Hall called I Miss You. It was like, I miss you. Y'all know I can't sing, but um, I'm talking to you, baby. I miss you. Y'all, I was, ooh. I had to come back, but I'm back. Don't worry. I'm going to keep you all updated. Today, of course, is True Crime Monday. So we are going to get into a good case today. Very interesting. Let's get into it. get into this case I want to bring a disclaimer there are some very graphic details in this case and may cause a trigger warning be prepared thank you all right y'all so today I wanted to bring to you all this disturbing case that I did some looking up and researching on And there's a lot of information about things that you truly just don't think would happen in the world, but they do. And that is one of the reasons why I wanted to come and cover this case today. It's because it sheds light on things that happen that you would never like think could happen in the world, but it does. And it's really disturbing. And I'm glad that the way a lot of things in this case went it was able to come to light but at the same time this girl is missing so we gonna go ahead and get into it so i'm discussing the disappearance in the un and unsolved of britney woods britney woods was born on september 25th 1992 and she was only 19 years old when she went missing on may 30th 2012 from where she lived in mobile alabama now from the very beginning, Brittany had it very rough and grew up in like very difficult circumstances. And I will tell you a lot more about her family members and her family life a little bit later because that's like a huge part in this case. But when Brittany was only nine years old, she was actually sex- sexually abused by her step-grandfather. Um, she was obviously very traumatized by this. So she didn't tell anyone about it until she was actually 12 years old. Her attacker was a man named Ronald Robertson and he was taken to court and she did testify and she actually sent her attacker to prison. Um, They gave him a prison sentence of 25 years to life. Brittany dropped out of high school when she was 14 and by the age of 17, Brittany gave birth to her first daughter who she named Peyton I think that is like 
a cute name for a girl. So around that time that she went missing, Brittany was using all types of drugs, just different drugs, and didn't really have a solid place to go and call home. So she and Peyton just sort of bounced around different family member homes who of course helped take care of little Peyton. She also had a firearm for personal protection that she carried with her as well. But other than that, we don't really know much more about Brittany, which is just so frustrating that there isn't a lot of information about who Brittany actually was or what she liked to do or about her disappearance in general. Now, on May 30th, 2012, according to family members, Brittany told them that she was going to be going to visit her uncle Donald Holland in Six River area. He had come and picked her up from her home and family members saw her getting into his car at around 7.30 p.m. that night. After that, this is where we have no idea what happened and Brittany was never seen or heard from ever again. Now, at first, no one really noticed that she was missing. Of course, she didn't come home that night, but it seemed... To most people, that was normal for her. So it seemed like the way that her family was, she could be out for a while and not come home for a bit and not contact anyone. And that seemed to be the normal. Again, she didn't seem to, she kind of bounced around from house to house. So it didn't really seem like anyone knew where Brittany was all the time anyway. No one really batted an eye at first when she didn't come back home. It wasn't until the next day on June 1st, 2012, that people started to raise an eyebrow and wonder where Brittany was. So the suspicions grew even further when the family made a very disturbing discovery. Donald Holland had been found by his wife in his truck in Baldwin County, unconscious, in the front seat of his car after suffering a gunshot wound to his head. He had apparently been shot in the back of his head behind the ear and what looked like a suicide. Apparently, his wife went out looking for him and found him in his car because he had left the home after threatening to take his own life. But we'll talk a little bit more about this in just a little bit. So in the car, they found Brittany's cell phone battery as well as her gun, but Brittany was nowhere to be found. They rushed Donald to the hospital because at this point, he was still alive. However, he never regained consciousness. And he did die a few days later in the hospital. But at this point, police were really starting to wonder about Brittany. Like, where is she? Okay. Obviously, she was with him last, so where is she? So this is what really started all the craziness into figuring out that Brittany's family had been involved in some very, very disturbing, disturbing ways and things. And it might be the very reason why Brittany was missing and why Donald was dead. So a few days before Brittany's disappearance, disappearance a teenage relative of Britney's had reached out to her on Facebook and claimed that she had been raped by a family member now like I said in the beginning of the podcast of this episode Britney 
was also the survivor of her own sexual abuse and did not just want to sit, you know, as though everything was okay and just sit by as she watched another family member meet the same fate as her. Like, who would want that? So according to interviews with her mother, Brittany was actually intending on bringing up the whole situation to her uncle Donald. So that day that she was supposed to meet up with him, it's speculated at this point that she did confront him and threaten to go to the police. Now, Donald was already under investigation because at the time, he was already facing numerous sexual abuse allegations for, me for members of the family. So he was scheduled to testify in court about these allegations just a few days after he was found dead. Because of this, and the fact that police had apparently been tipped off before Brittany went missing, investigators started to look more into Donald Holland. And this is when they discover a much larger operation. Like, what? This larger operation was of sexual abuse against children in the family. The detective realized that Donald Holland, his wife Wendy, and numerous other relatives and family friends had all been taking part in these group sex parties that involved having sexual encounters with children in the family. As many as 16 children were groomed from a very young age to eventually end up being sexually abused by one or more of the adults. The older children were apparently the ones that were being abused while the younger children were made to watch until they were old enough to be abused themselves. Now, over the years, several complaints and allegations were made against the family, but it's like it seemed that none of them were ever actually pursued after the disappearance and apparently however two victims came forward with detailed accounts of what had been happening within the family for generations like this ain't just a one year or two year thing this has been going on for generations like like i can't even fathom that you know so the police started rounding up family members one by one to bring them in and question them all. And by all accounts, Donald Holland was the ringleader of it. Of course, that doesn't surprise anyone. So now let's get into each individual named in this entire sex ring. Now, this is going to get very confusing because there are so many people involved and we know more about some family members than others. And some have been to court for their charges while others have not had, you know, been convicted. And some have. So I'm going to be going kind of back and forth with a timeline just so I can explain each person's individual involvement without it getting too confusing and jumping back and forth between people. So again, I'm going to try my best to go ahead and explain everything in this huge tangled web of abuse. So first, we have Derek Wood. 
Britney's brother. He was one of the many arrested with charges of sexual abuse, but it's not necessarily someone who was at the forefront of all of this. In an interview, he said that the abuse began when he was seven years old, and then as he grew older, he named Donald Holland as the one who manipulated him into becoming an abuser himself. Several other family members pinned the orchestration on Donald Holland a few months after the death and disappearance. Police were able to obtain a search warrant for Donald's home, and they found that there were videos on Donald's computer showing Brittany Wood and another minor, both of which were under 13 at the time of the video, being sexually abused by adults. So besides Donald Holland, the main player here is Donald's wife, Wendy Holland. Sick ass. Now, Wendy seemed to be just as bad as Donald in the entire thing. When she wasn't sexually abusing children, Wendy worked as a certified nursing assistant at a local veterans clinic, taking care of sick and injured vets. So Wendy was charged and taken to trial for solemnly sexual torture and sexual abuse of a child. At the trial of a 16-year-old took the stand to talk about what Wendy did to her. She said that she was being sexually abused from the time that she was in diapers as far as she can remember. She said that her earliest memories are that of her having sex with several adult relatives, one of which Wendy was one of them. She said that her, along with several other adults and children in the family, would be in this circle doing sexual things, and then they would just switch. She said this happened all the time, and there would be as many as six people involved at one time. Other witnesses at the trial confirmed pretty much the same thing. We don't exactly know the identity of this witness because she was a minor also, but we do know that she is either a family member or a family friend. Then another, a third witness came forward named Dustin Kent, the husband of Wendy's twin sister, both of whom I will talk about more in just a minute. So he admitted that he was in a, he was an active participant in this entire thing. He spoke about the 16-year-old victim who I just mentioned, saying that she had been abused for so long that engaging in these sexual acts, especially with Wendy, was basically like a second nature to her. It's pretty much all that this girl knew. And I will also mention that the 16-year-old victim stated that she loved Wendy, and at first she didn't want Wendy to get in trouble, which just shows how bad this girl was manipulated. Like, by all of these adults who were doing these disgusting things to her. Now, Dustin Kent admitted that he would watch these sexual acts between this minor and Wendy, and that he would then participate in them the next person to text testify against Wendy was Derek Wood, who I just mentioned. He said the first time that he was involved with Wendy is when he was 14 years old. 
Several other family members came forward admitting their involvement with children and other adults within the family. Everyone pretty much told the same story of Wendy being involved with this abuse for decades. Now, at the end of her trial, the jury deliberated for only two hours. And hell, as far as I'm concerned, she would have been in the jail cell within 0.5 seconds. Period. That's just that. But it took them only two hours before sentencing her to life in prison on the charges that I mentioned before. I also do want to mention that Wendy still maintains her innocent and believes that she has done absolutely nothing wrong. Y'all, I, I, <laughs> she must be crazy in the head. That's Satan daughter. Anyway, the next person we have is Mindy Kent, who is Wendy's twin sister. She is also accused of sexual abuse of a child under 12, now, at the end of her trial, she was sentenced to 40 years. She got 20 years for sexual assault, sodomy, and 20 years for sexual abuse of a child, which was the max sentence that they could serve. Then her husband, Dustin Kent, is accused of being, a thir- of being with a 13-year-old girl after luring her with a pet hamster while her own father watched. He is being charged with first-degree sodomy, second-degree rape, second-degree incest, and production of obscene. Matter of a person under 17. Now, as we saw before, he testified in court against Wendy, hoping that he would face lesser charges. And in the end, he actually did. He took a plea deal that dropped his incest charge and pled guilty to a second degree and second degree sodomy. And he was sentenced to 17 years in prison. Next on the list, all these sick individuals, is Randall Wood. Country is named Randall, who is also Wendy's brother. Now, apparently, he too felt that there was no use in hiding the family secret anymore. Now, while his siblings is denying all accusations, apparently Randall is the one that actually wanted to not only speak out against the family abuse, but his own abuse. He began talking to law enforcement about what was going on within the family. He was also the one who made the initial report to police for them to actually start digging into the family and uncovering all of these different layers. But either way, he was charged with second degree sexual abuse, sodomy, incest, and enticing a child into building or dwelling. I don't know a ton about his sentencing, really. He did receive a split sentence where he is serving three years on a 15 term and then will be on probation for five years. I assume the judge went easy on him because of his willingness to speak out about all of this, but I don't know for sure. That's just what I speculate. Next is Brittany's mother. 
Her name is Chessie Wood. Now, she has come out to talk about how awful the things her sister Rendy has done, but she is not so innocent herself. Now, she denies all allegations against her and said that she had no idea about what was going on in the family until her daughter's disappearance. However, she is being accused of having sex with a young female relative and she too is being charged with sodomy and abuse of a minor but in the end she pled guilty to just a charge of reckless endangerment which is a misdemeanor i don't know too much else about these other charges that she's being accused with but i'm not sure if she's going to trial for these other charges or if she is just being stuck with reckless endangerment and that's it now, Chessie's son, Derek, or Brittany's brother, as well as Donnie and Wendy's son, Donnie Jr., have youthful offender status, so their charges are not being made public. But as we learned earlier, Derek did admit to becoming an abuser after years of being a victim himself. So then, in addition to the eight family members being charged, there are three family friends involved as well. William Brownlee was being charged with second degree sodomy and sexual abuse as well as second degree sexual abuse against a child. In trial, a witness explained that she was forced to have sex with him several times. This witness was a relative of Brittany Woods. And she said that for so long, she thought that having sex with this adult man was just normal. What the hell is normal about that? Like, it's sad that they get so into these children's minds that these kids think it's normal and it's not at all. Another witness who was the sister of the first witness testified that he had sex with her when she was in the eighth grade. Then yet another witness testified that he attempted to have sex with her when she was 12, but she was able to get him to stop touching her after she said no. Now, he was originally supposed to take a plea deal, but he actually ended up backing out of it. He claimed that he himself was being sexually abused for years and years and years by members of the family. He also did admit that he had sex with one of the witnesses, but he said that he thought she was 21 years old at the time. In the end, he was charged and convicted of having sex with a young girl when she was 12 or 13 years old. But unfortunately, I was not able to find anywhere exactly how long his sentence was. Nelson Morgan is being charged with first-degree rape and sex abuse of a child younger than 12. However, at his trial, he took a plea deal and pled guilty to attempting to have sex with a child under the age of 12. He was also given a split sentence of time served, which was two years, and then he will be on probation for five years. Lastly, we have Jennifer Moore. She is being charged with second-degree sexual abuse and production of a child. But I could not find much more about if she went to trial or if she was sentenced or if she's in jail or anything like that. At the end of it all, 11 people were charged in relation to this entire sex ring. 
Eight of them were family members related to Brittany, while three others were family friends. To this day, we still have no idea where Brittany Wood is or what happened to her. From what I've seen, it seems like Brittany's stepmom, Stephanie Hank, was not involved in any of this. And she actually has been an advocate for finding Brittany the entire time. Now, she runs a Facebook page for Brittany and is always posting updates about her. And to this day, investigators are still searching for Brittany as recently as July of last year. Police received a tip based on a age progression photo that was released of Brittany. They searched an area in Grand Bay behind a trailer in an area that extends far beyond the trailer into the woods family members. Family members helped with the search and they used a drone to fly overhead and they brought a machinery to help as well. As far as I've seen so far, they haven't found anything in this area, but investigators had said that they will continue searching until there is nowhere left to search in this area. So to me, because of how hard they are trying to search this area and how much effort they're putting in, it seems like this could be a pretty credible lead and we might be finding out some answers in the near future. As far as right now, Investigators have said that they are doing everything that they can to protect Brittany's daughter from all of this. That she doesn't really need to be exposed to everything that's going on and hope that they can come to her with answer when she's old enough to understand. So now I just want to talk a little bit about the main theories in this case. There is really just one main theory when it comes to what happened to Brittany, and then there are other little ideas within that theory. The main theory, in my opinion, as you probably have guessed, is now is that Donald Holland has something to do with Brittany's disappearance. Like I had mentioned earlier, it was thought that Brittany had been planning to confront Donald about the allegations against him. We also know that we found her gun in his car as well as her cell phone battery. It's possible that she did confront him that day and then threatened to out his entire operation. So he basically decided to kill her and get rid of her to prevent his secret from coming out. Not knowing that someone else was already about to come out and blast his ass. Like, come on. I do think that this seems to be the most obvious answer and the answer that most information points to. One of the biggest questions though is who all knows about this? Um, like who all knows about this killing of Brittany? Like was it planned? Was it family members that did it? Maybe Wendy already knew about it or Donald was just planning on this being a normal day with his niece and then she confronted him unexpectedly and then he killed her in the moment and from there decided to take his own life before anyone found out that's what i feel i do feel also like wendy might know something she might know exactly what happened 
But at the same time, I feel like it's possible that this was something that was in the moment. Like, he just did this without telling anybody. Um, The other factor in this case that poses some questions to me is, did Donald really take his own life? Like, did he? Real good question. Because... Like I said earlier, the gunshot was found in the back of his head behind his ear. And according to experts, this is a very difficult place for someone to shoot themselves. And it is much more likely for someone to shoot themselves in the temple. I also want to say that I couldn't find anywhere if it was Brittany's gun that was used or if maybe she had just been carrying it at the time. And... You know it was left in the car. Not 100% sure. Don't know if they found another gun. I don't know if they were in tests for gun shot residue. Or you know the position of whatever gun was used in the car. Was it you know in his hand? Was it on the floor? It's just questions. I'm not sure. I didn't see that anywhere. I really don't know any of those details whatsoever. But I do think that those details could definitely give us answers on if he truly took his own life. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a good bit of information that could point towards Donald wanting to take his own life. Since, again, he could have just been possibly confronted by Brittany. Plus, we know that he had a court appearance appearance coming up in just a few days. And that could have sent him to jail and exposed the entire family for what had been going on for decades. If someone did take his life, I don't know who. I think it would only have been the only other theory that I can think of. If Donald did not take his own life, Was it that maybe when Donald picked Brittany up, Wendy was already with him? So maybe she sat in the backseat of his car when she confronted him and it caused a heated argument and maybe she shot him from the backseat. But then obviously Wendy isn't going to take that. So she turned around and shot Brittany. So I just... That's what I think. What you all think? You got to let me know. You all really got to let me know. Hmm. Now I'm rethinking. It's just so much to think about. Like, this was, I told you all, this was very interesting. Like, the things that I just researched and found, I just, I don't know. Another thing to add to what I just said, after Whitney killed Brittany, maybe she went to hide her body. And then when she came back, she happened to find Donald's body after he shot himself. Because she already knew where he was and she pretty much already knew what happened, obviously. But this is all just pure speculation there's absolutely nothing pointing towards any of this this is just some shit i came up with in my head
Because I love crime. Y'all know I don't play about crime. It's just a thought in my head as a possibility. (laughs) Just using the information that we have. But I also said we don't have a lot of information. There could be a ton of information that points directly against this or towards it that we just don't know because it has not been made available to us, you know, to the public. But at the end of the day, a little girl lost her mother and they are still looking for her. I am at least thankful that Britney's disappearance brought out this huge family secret that's been going on for decades and finally brought it to a stop and brought charges against those involved in this. And again, this is something that had been happening unchecked for like generations within the family. And it's finally come to light. It's finally come to an end. 11 people have been charged with disgusting crimes against children. And many of them are sitting in jail because of it now. So we just need to focus on finding Brittany and getting justice for her and her daughter. So you all... That's all that I have for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you have anyone that you would like for me to cover, you can always put it in my question box below. If you have any thoughts on this case, put it in the comments below. I would love to see it. Thank you again for joining Every Little Things Podcast. Night!